Hey, all you lovely podcast listening people, what's up? Uh, it's Salman Qureshi here. You're listening to the Expat Brat Podcast, and uh, I am—I've uh, been working hard, people. I—I uh, I, it's summer, it's August, it's one week in, and and I've already had one show canceled. <laughs> Get this, yeah. I so I live in Dubai, and it's August. And it's hot everywhere, not just here now, everywhere. And I had a show cancel because of a rainstorm in Dubai. It's crazy, right? Like, I don't even, just saying it out loud now sounds silly. Like, I can't believe that actually happened. But a few days ago, on the night of the show, like a couple of hours before the show, this sandstorm just kicked up first. It had been a little dusty a couple for a couple of days. And then... Well, yeah, like around the afternoon, a little later, the sandstorm gets better, uh, worse, and um, and then it turns into rain, right? Like there's a rainstorm happening in Dubai in August, so it was crazy, and it rained a lot in certain areas, um, not so much on my side, but but it was busy, man, and so so a lot of tables canceled initially. You know, a lot of the audience members canceled. And then we got worried about people actually, the safety of people, because it, it, we're just getting reports about it being bad. I don't live too far from the venue that I was supposed to do this show in. Um, but yeah, at the end, they made the call and they said, we're, we're going to cancel the show because we, we just don't want to be responsible for people <laughs> having accidents on the way to a comedy show. Is laughter not worth it? Um, would they have shown up? And would we have carried on the show if the lineup was full of celebrity comics, right? Now that I think about it, is it that people went, hey, I don't, <laughs> I don't know these comics too well and I am not risking my life for it or I'd rather just, you know, chill out at home. So anyway, you know, uh, it wasn't it wasn't the worst show <laughs> the night before. I had another show, and uh, I felt really bad after it. Look, um, different comics, different people on stage, different personas and whatnot. And uh, I, I I think I am myself usually, and I, I'm normally very jovial with the crowd. Uh, like, I, I just like, I think people are there for a good time, and we, we got to respect the audience and whatnot. That's my philosophy, and I like it. And uh, it doesn't stop me from like joking around with them, making, you know, doing a little bit of crowd work, but in general. But we were, we had this crazy idea of trying to do, so Rushdie and I, this comic with me, we decided we wanted to test some improv work. And we thought, let's try it at this bar on this comedy night. We'll, we'll mix it up. We'll do some improv. We'll do some stand up and, and let's have some fun. Um, but we forgot to get enough mics. So when we went on, well, you know, we just needed one more at least. We didn't have two mics, so we thought, you know what, let's try projecting. And that was the worst call we made. Because first of all, I think because there had been some comics doing stand-up before us, the the crowd, it was a packed audience. They were kind of like they could, uh, they had, you know, what, what do you call it? They got used to, they got acclimatized to the mic sound. I think that was a problem. And then we went on and the drop in the sound threw them off, threw us off. And then I wanted to like rib uh, an audience member. And honest to God, it was just out of some fun. I could see his phone light pop up and I went, hey, what are you doing? Why, why are you on the phone? 
But because I didn't have the mic and I was shouting, it sounded like I was angry. I, I thought of, I, it hit me later that I must have come, come across as a, some angry person screaming at this guy in the audience for using their phone. And I thought, oh, just later, I just thought, oh, my God, that must have come off so bad. And then I checked in with uh, Rushdie and he went, yeah, I did. It, it came across a little aggressive. And I went, what a bad move. And I was, I was really annoyed because I don't know who he is, but if they accidentally ever heard my podcast and you know it was you, then I apologize. That wasn't my intention. I, I, you're allowed to, I don't care if you're using your phone, man, just, you know, as long as you don't take like a loud call during the show. Um, have I ever had that happen? I'm sure, I'm sure I faced it somewhere. Yeah, I'm pretty, 100% sure. I can't remember right now, but I have a strong feeling that something like that has happened to me in the past. And, uh, and that's where I draw the line. <laughs> so, so yeah, you know, it just felt bad and, uh, yeah, it's a show. It's a show. Um, but, you know, I, I've had I've been very stressed and busy. I thought, you know, being alone, I, I would have like chilled out a bit more without my family here. But I've actually been more stressed. First of all, I'm missing them like crazy. And then on top of this, you know, I, I, I'm just sitting around. So I go I, I'm, I'm supposed to go to Beirut, Lebanon on August 23rd the end of august okay 23rd 24th something like that and um <clears throat> so i go for their visa i have to go to their consulate and apply for their visa and, and this isn't against lebanon it's a general experience i've had with all the countries in this region apart from the uae i suppose and saudi because now it's online and it's this that you the like they just they just don't know how to be nice to people. <laughs> Actually, don't you know, scratch that. I've had to apply for the U.S. and stuff like that too. And generally, just everyone at the embassy are really like, you know, just just complete like morons about it. Like, you know, not moron, like, like stupid. Some of them are stupid. A lot of it is just like aggressive. <laughs> it's like, listen, I I want to visit your country. I'm not, you know, you can look at my track record, but assume, you can assume I'm a nice person, you know, or, or just be courteous. I don't know, like, just be nice to the person. <laughs> Are they all trained to be like that? Maybe. The Lebanon was special too, you know. I, I went in, I'm trying to talk to the lady, and she's just, uh, she's just... She's one of those, if you live in Dubai, you know, she's one of those like fresh out of plastic surgery school, uh, not school, sorry, uh, hospital, like a, like freshly done lips and, uh, <laughs> and just like really, like really aggressive plastic surgery stuff done. Right. And I don't hold that against people, but I'm just trying to paint a picture because <laughs> she's painted a picture on her face. Anywho, um, I go up and I'm like, Hey, I, I need to apply. And she looks through. And first of all, this is really cool, funny. She tells me, you can't, uh, you've got, I, so I, I took papers about me working for myself and my, my salary, what I pay, blah, 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 that I have to do for visas. And, and she goes, no, no, your sponsor is your wife here. And because I'm on, Sarah got her golden visa in the UAE. And, I'm, and, and then I went under it because I was just like, makes sense. Now we have 10-year visas here. But she... She goes, your wife is a sponsor. You need a, an NOC from her to fly. And I was like, wow, this is what it feels like as a, 
like patriarchy reversed. <laughs> so then I had to go out and get a letter with her signature printed on because she's not in town and come back with that. Right. So this is the whole trip. It's hot outside. I made the mistake of uh, of thinking the typing center is like a seven minute walk. And I just, you know, I don't know why I did it. It was in seven minutes and it was also like further than one I thought that was marked on the Google Maps thing didn't exist. And so I had to walk a little further. And it's, you know, it this it, this August heat, worst move ever, right? So I would go back and forth and get these papers done. I come back. I She goes, hey, you haven't filled the visa application form, which isn't on their website, right? There's no mention of it on their website. So I'm like, cool, sit down. I, I fill it up. And she goes, uh, so I go, hey, uh, do I need to get another token? It's empty mostly, but this girl, I'm like, is do you need a do you need me to get another token? She says, no, uh, just sit down. I'll, I'll call you. I sit down. A few people come and go, and I'm thinking, I'm trying to catch her eye. She's like not looking at me, or just looks and then goes back to her work. And I ask again. I'm like, I'm sorry. I just want to make sure. Do you want me to get another fresh token? Because I've, you know, now I'm in a what's the situation? Because I don't have anything, right? She just says, no, kind of doesn't really answer, sits me down again. So I walk up to the token machine, take one out. Then my token comes up next. I walk up. So this is the kind of stuff I'm going through at this embassy, right? At this consulate. So I I give, and this isn't the first time. This isn't the worst, was just fresh on my mind. So I give her the token and I give her the papers and then she's like, you have to pay and they don't have change. They don't accept credit card. Like, you know, they don't accept online payment or digital payment. And they don't carry change. Apparently, that's a thing with some consulates. She's like, I don't have change. You have to give me the exact amount. So then I had to go back outside again. And this is a consulate area. So I thought, oh, my God, am I going to walk again? I'm like, no. So I took the card this time. It's still hot. I lose my parking space next to the consulate, obviously. Um and I walk around, I purchase something on in a supermarket, come back and, and pay her the exact change. And then it's all done. This five minute thing could be like it should have taken five minutes. This whole process, it took me two, almost a little more than two hours to do this whole running around. And, you know, this is the frustration of people with visas and stuff and whatnot. And then. And then they won't accept stuff on email because there was another guy applying and he said, I've been to Beirut before and the last time you guys accepted some papers through email, she's like, no, uh, you have to bring it in hard copy. We've changed it. So I don't know what happened, but this is what they're doing now. And you have to go back in a few days to collect your passport in person. There's no option to get a career and stuff. And I just look at all this and I'm like, look, tourism makes you money, man. So... If you wanted to invest in anything, and it doesn't require a huge investment. All it requires is like to put someone else here who will just be nice enough and be more open and helpful, right? That's all. It's a service industry. That's what it is. It's a service industry. You're getting people to come to your country to spend some money and, and it's good for your economy. All right. So I don't know why people have this issue. Anywho, it's done. Tomorrow I go pick it up. Hopefully it's stamped. Hopefully they won't hear this podcast and and reject my visa based on my complaint here. Oh, that would be terrible. That would be the worst thing that could happen to me. Because uh, anyway, um, you know what else I've been doing? I've been clearing up ants. 
Like there's been an ant invasion in the house and it is such a big problem because they, they, you know, it's just like an invasion of your personal space, right? Like they're just, they're like moving around your living space. I feel invaded and uncomfortable in my own home, right? When I don't want to socialize, I mean ants as well, right? So there's been some problem around the area and, and, and I've been seeing it like steadily increasing inside the apartment as well. And I went, okay, I got to clear this up. So I tried sprays, I tried powder and none of that was working. And I'm like, what's going on, man? Cause now I'm worried about property damage. Like something's happening. I'm worried about the food around the house, you know, well not around the house, but you know what I mean, right? I don't know what these ants might do. What if I turn out to have some allergy? What if my kid comes back and they have some issue with these ants and God knows, right? So hygiene as well, right? Like I'm a very, um, I'm creeped out by, I'm just, I, 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 I mean, uh, like, uh, I'm obsessive about cleanliness and stuff. All right. So, so all of this is going on in my head. And I'm thinking what to do, right? Like there's, there's basically like a tiny army somewhere like hidden, like, like they, they're, they're walking around, they're spying on you. <laughs> you know, it's just, I get, I just like, I, I, you see these trails sometimes happening and I'm like, man, what is, what is going on? So what do you do, right? What can you do? You kind of like constantly watch out for them, right? And keep cleaning and infect, infest, you know, these infestations and trying to like spray stuff and blah, blah, blah. They're just still coming up and surprising me. And it's all like really scared. Like I had a lot of fail do-it-yourself attempts, okay? I, I, I tried a lot of products. I tried a lot of like home remedies and it's not going on. And uh, I'm just like, what is happening here, okay? Um, so... I have to say thanks to my brother and his wife. They told us they were having the same thing. They live uh, uh, like 15, 20 minutes from my place. And, and, and that's what I mean. Like I've been hearing about it from a lot of places. And they went, we start sealing up all the cracks all over the house with the silicon gun. Uh, you get this silicon glue thing, uh, like a tube, and you attach it to the silicon gun. And then you just go around squirting this clear gel silicon into any crack around the house. And I thought to myself, that sounds good. Maybe it's that. Maybe I got to, you know, like block up stuff. So I borrow the gun from them. I go off to Ace Hardware. I pick up these uh, silicon clear guns. You know, it always is like simple in your head. Then you go to the store and you're like, oh, no, I don't know if this is the right thing I'm picking up. I panic those that way all the time. But I finally picked it. I think I, I was like, I think this is the right thing. And luckily it was right. So I come home and, and my uh, sister-in-law, she did she did warn me. But obviously in my head, I'm like, nah, I'll probably be quick. She warned me that it takes, it takes up a lot of time. I didn't think through. I go and I start and then it's a project. All right. It's like this huge project. I'm doing this for like an hour and a half to almost two hours. Moving furniture around, finding these cracks. And I start sealing the hell up. It's messy. You know, it's a, a little bit messy. Uh, I'm also like suddenly cleaning and clearing up stuff as well. I'm like, why is this stuff in the house for so long? Throwing out. It's amazing how much garbage just piles up in your home. All right. So I'm done. Takes all this time. And you know what? It's been the biggest factor in killing off these ants. I'm so happy about this. Like I, 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 I touch wood. I don't want to jinx myself, but I haven't been seeing ants now. And I think that was the real solution to it. So uh, after I'd done it all, I kind of like found this one space, that one little crack that was left, and that's where some ants were coming. I'm like, yeah, it is the cracks. So after I sealed that one, it was pretty much goodbye ants. 
and I've been really smug about it. But like I said, touch wood, like I don't I don't want to find out they're starting to come out again or some I don't know crack comes loose or something or they dig through somewhere again. Like how did these cracks show up, man? Is it poor construction or these ants are like bulldozing their way through? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, uh it's done. And I it, it made me go it made me think I'm just glad, you know, I'm just glad like ants are not on the list of people like on the vote people going uh, ants have rights. (laughs) You know, some new activist group of activists emerge and they're like fighting for the rights of ants and they're organizing protests against ant extermination and trying to promote ant friendly policies save the ants, save the world kind of stuff, I'd be like, oh my God, this will be terrible. Like, you just go around, <laughs> have ant-friendly restaurants, have ant protection laws, like just all kind of crazy stuff that will probably go on, like ant sanctuary cities, <laughs> cities where the residents are encouraged to live in harmony with ants and report any ant extermination activities. <laughs> You pro- this would probably be followed up with ant-loving celebrities, right? They, 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 there's always some celebrity who wants to jump on the train. So they'll start posting pictures on social media of themselves, like surrounded by ants and claiming they have a newfound appreciation for the insect world. <laughs> oh, man, that would be cool. There's also, you know what? What else would be cool? You know, I might make, if that kind of stuff happens, I'm just going to become an ant whisperer. Right, so I'll be like a self-proclaimed ant whisperer. I'll gain some popularity. I'll claim to have a special connection with ants and understand their needs and desires. That's how I'll <laughs> I'll make money. So it's just uh, it's crazy when you start thinking along that line that we could actually go that way. Um, anyway, that's uh, that's what I've been up to, man, with my ant invasion and fighting fighting against the ants. <laughs> that's what I've been up to. That is what's kept me busy. You know, the other thing I've been keeping busy with, uh, I'm almost done with The Bear Season 2. I'm on the last episode. This is such a great series. If you haven't watched it, there are two seasons now. Season 1 was awesome. Season 2, is he, I, I think Season 2 might have almost topped Season 1. Well, kind of. So I, I, I feel like Season 1 was such a brilliant story. They're both just brilliant. I can't decide which one was better. There are two episodes in Season 2 that are just legit like just amazing all right back to back see i think they're episodes seven and eight there's one about a christmas dinner for this family i'm not giving away any uh, uh plot secrets or whatever and then uh the, the following episode of that but they're both so brilliantly done just really wonderful to watch great acting uh i just love the story i love the characters in this you gotta you gotta check out this show if you haven't all right it, it's so amazing and um I'm really sad that I'm kind of on the last episode, but it's been a great ride, and I can't recommend it enough. I've been, I, I have been watching some great stuff. Like I watched the Curry documentary on Apple Plus, and that one's really cool because it was an eye opener for me. I didn't realize St- Stephen Curry wasn't exactly like you know he he doesn't have a Michael Jordan uh, kind of story like the greatest from the start kind of thing. You know he was this. He's got to watch this story. Like he, he's this small kid, um, skinny and, and not very promising in some ways. Like there are some glimpses. His shooting is great, uh, and eventually when he gets to college, it's fine. But it wasn't like you know. It's just so different. 
from the usual stuff. So so I thought that was a that was a good one to uh, watch as well. Um, a couple of other shows I can't help but recommend. What We Do in the Shadows, that's a mockumentary on the vampire stuff. I'm waiting for the new season to be out here in Dubai. It hasn't been. But there are four other seasons you can watch. That's definitely a good show again. I think I've talked about that one before. And finally, Lincoln Lawyer Man on Netflix. Like, I love that show. Uh, it's I'm, I'm down to the last uh, season, like last few episodes for that too, for season two, which is a shame. You know what they did? The, Netflix has been doing this stupid thing of breaking up the release of certain things. So they, it's a 10 episode season and they released six episodes and then waited like two or three weeks to release the ne- the last four. It's like it's some stag- staggered release kind of strategy they're doing. It's, it's so stupid, so annoying, right? Like I'm just like, why did I have to wait for just four more episodes? <laughs> and what's the point of this? Like I just talk about it longer or whatever. Oh, just annoyed me. Seriously annoyed me big time. So uh, having said, put aside Netflix uh, annoying strategy. The show is good. It's uh, there's There was a movie as well on it, but the TV show, I think, has done a real good job of it. And and uh, and, and it's, a, it's a great story in season two as well. I like it. So it's a def- definite watch from my side. Those are a few shows I've been watching. Uh, I found also while I was uh, like looking through Netflix and the top 10 movies, there's some old movies of Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger that are in the top 10. And I'm just like, what is happening? This is, this, is this the Hollywood strike where we don't have enough stuff coming out and now this stuff is like in the top 10? Is this the foreseeable short future? Oh, dear Lord. Um, not that I, I, I love the guys. In fact, both of those movies I have not watched. And they just seem like the type I don't want to because they might spoil my memory of these wonderful <laughs> action heroes. So I'm, I'm kind of in two minds about watching them. Um, but if you have, then let me know because I, I, I'd love to know if, it, if it's worth it. And uh, I've also tried watching Captain Fall. It's an animated series, but I'm not too sure about it yet. You know, sometimes it's just like too crazy. Some of these animated series, like I love it. There was a Bill Burr one, F is for Family. If you have not watched that, that's another one I got to tell you. You got to watch it. I think it was like three or four seasons. I I believe that much. But they, yeah, so worth watching that series. Like um, uh, it's ended now. Uh, whatever season, whatever number of seasons it was, they they have ended the thing. And, uh, and, and it was really sad because I was like, you know, I could have watched at least one more season of it. It had enough story. I wanted to see what happens next, but but it had a nice sweet ending too. So, I, I, for lack of better words, um, and Bill Burr was fantastic in it. It's just really well read. The writers they did such a great job with that one too. So yeah, those are shows. That's the stuff I've been up to, man. Um, <laughs> finance, watching TV, and uh, and and applying for visas, which means. I've got a little bit of traveling in August if all goes well. I'm supposed to go to Karachi for a show on August 12th, then come back and then to Beirut the, about nine, 10 days later. So it's a little hectic. I'm always a little tense before flying. I don't know why, but not because I freak out on, like it's not the plane ride. It's the airports and the stress around, I'm gonna mess up the traveling or something's gonna happen at immigration and stuff that freaks me out 
every time. And it's, uh, I wasn't always like this, but it's there now. I've had enough problems that different weird, like weird situations, but I'll talk about it some other day. Um, I got to go bounce now and, and get some stuff done. Uh, just check on these ants and stuff. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, this has been fantastic. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I'll catch you in the next one. So goodbye, or as the dog would say, woof.